in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age because people used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Wow. The word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Luke 1 shares some incredible insight about uh, something that was going to take place in the birthing of miracles. This is a very interesting, powerful story that we read here. We find the birth foretold of both John the Baptist and Jesus. And in the midst of that, we have some characters that are involved in this narrative that we find and that we read here. The first one is that we have the angel Gabriel, the one that was sent from God to deliver a message. Second, we find two couples that were involved here, Zechariah and Elizabeth. They were married. And Mary and Joseph, they were not married. They were engaged. But God sent Gabriel to interact with these two couples. And from them, we have uh, the, the results of that. And the outcome was that miracle births uh, were about to take place. So for you and I, what can we learn from these two couples today? What can we learn that we can help us to be able to understand the miraculous birth that were taking place in the lives of these people, but also what can we learn to, to impact the lives of our, our lives and our children and even our children's children? What can we learn from this? Here it is. We can learn that something amazing is coming our way. Something amazing is coming our way. We can learn to make room for what God has set apart as holy and prophetic and, and anointed. Make room for that in our lives. And we also understand that God can and will open a door for us. Even when we can't open a door or don't know if there's a door that exists, God will open up a door for us. So let's begin here this morning. I want you to know that heaven will show up. Based on where you are and based on who you are. Can I just say that again? Heaven will show up 
based on where you are and based on who you are. Verse 11, it says this, while Zechariah was in the sanctuary, the Lord appeared to him. Verse 28 says, Gabriel appeared to her, to her, Mary in other words, and said, greetings, favorite woman of God. The Lord is with you. I want you to get a hold of this. God visited Zechariah because of where he was. But he visited Mary because of who she was. Zechariah was in God's house. Zechariah, for all practical purposes, uh, could say and could be said that he was uh, in church. And the messenger showed up there. And the word of the Lord was delivered to him. Why? He was in church. Tell your neighbor, I'm glad I'm in church. I'm glad you're in church. So what does that mean for us? This is what it means. It means that your surroundings do matter. Your atmosphere matters. Your location matters. Can I just say this? Coming to church matters. I'll say that again. Coming to church matters. And don't be like a whole lot of people going on today and saying, well, God is everywhere. God is everywhere. Yes, God is everywhere. But the word of God is not everywhere. God is everywhere, but the word of God is not everywhere. The Holy Spirit is not moving everywhere. Signs and wonders and miracles do not happen everywhere. God is not present in those areas that are immoral, that are perverted. God's not present in the porn sites. God's not present in that adulterous uh, affair. God is not present uh, in that racist conversation. God is not present in that lie. God doesn't show up giving a word in any atmosphere that accommodates uh, perversion, that accommodates or tolerates uh, any type of anger or lie or hatred. God is not, God's word is not present in those areas. Show me a person like Zechariah who takes time and goes to God's house. Show me a person like Zechariah who lived to serve in an atmosphere that was committed to attract the very presence of God. Show me a person like this man, Zechariah, who embodied and, and took on the hold and, and even the, the declaration of the following text in Psalm 84 where it says, Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows his favor and honor. And no good thing does he withhold from those that walk blameless before him. The presence of God is everything. A holy atmosphere is everything. You may be wrong, but if you're in the right place, you qualify for the word of God. You may be wrong, 
But if you're in the right place, you qualify for a word of God in your life. You may be broken, but if you're in the right place, you qualify for a word of God for your life. Zechariah went into the temple and heaven showed up, but not empty heaven showed up with a word for him. I want you to understand that today you're in the right place. Things might not be going all right for you, but you're in the right place. And you have just set yourself up for a word of God to be deposited into your life. I want you right there if you have. If you believe that, I want you to raise up your right hand right there with you. At. I want you to repeat after me and say, my church is God's sanctuary. My house is God's sanctuary. My family is God's sanctuary. My body, my mind, my heart, and soul are God's sanctuary. I want you to understand that you are a sanctuary of the Spirit of God. Don't you know that you are the temple of the Spirit of God? God visited Zechariah primarily because of where he was. But he visited Mary because of who she was. Where you are, watch this. I love this. Where you are results in a visitation. Where you are results in a visitation. But who you are results in habitation. Where you are results in visitation. But who you are results in habitation. I don't want God to visit me. I want God to inhabit me. I want to be inhabited by the praises of God. So when, when both are in sync, when both are together, when your anointing is in alignment when, with your atmosphere, when your character is in perfect alignment with his calling, when your words are alignment with his will, when your plans are in perfect alignment and reflection of his purpose, then you know that nothing, nothing can be stopped from you. In other words, your miracle will not be able to be stopped. When both are in sync together, anointing and atmosphere come together, character and calling come together, words and will come together, plans and purpose come together, there is no miracle that can be stopped from reaching and getting to you. Is anybody getting this here today? Why? Because worship attracts blessing. Holiness attracts favor. Worship attracts the blessing, but holiness attracts the favor. I'm here to tell you, don't settle for just the blessing. Let's go for the favor. Don't settle for just the worship in the, in the, in, in the setting, but let's live for God every single day of our lives. Let's strive for holiness in God's presence. Verse Eight through ten says that Zechariah was serving God in the temple for his order was on duty that, that week. As was the custom of the priest, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was burning, a great crowd stood outside 
praying. Verse 26 uh, of that same chapter says, in the sixth month, uh, Elizabeth's pregnancy, God, in the midst of that, uh, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. This is what was going on. Zechariah was worshiping. Mary was holy. Zechariah and Elizabeth prayed for a child. Mary never prayed for a child. The angel shows up, looks at Zechariah, and tells him, I am here to answer your prayer. He shows up to Mary and declares, God is going to give you what you never asked for. Oh, Lord, somebody you're going to get that. Worship attracts the blessing. Holiness attracts the favor. Let me break it down a little bit more for you. A blessing is when God answers your prayer. A blessing is when God answers a prayer you have before him. Favor <laughs> is when God gives you what you have not asked for, and it is greater than anything you could ever imagine. <laughs> so the greatest things other than salvation you can receive from God are both undeserved and never asked for. The greatest things you could ever receive from God are both undeserved and never asked for. Here we go. Let's break it. We'll go a little bit further. The blessing produced a John. The favor resulted in Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Is this messing anybody here up today? Is this, well, we're going we're to start changing and shifting here. Because all of we, we live in a society where everybody's after the blessing. But listen, something's about to change. You're going to stop just going after the blessing. And you're going to want the blessing along with the favor that God has for you. I've got to remind you of who you are. I've got to remind you first of who you are. You are a worshiper. And you're not just any worshiper. You are a worshiper who worships both in spirit and in truth. For God is looking for those that would worship him and worship him in spirit and in truth. I want you to understand, not only are you a worshiper, but through the blood of Jesus and the indwelling of the spirit of God in you. This is going to be a surprise to many of you here today. You are holy. How do you know that, Pastor? Hebrews 13, 12 says, So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify or make us holy. To sanctify the people through his 
own blood. I want you to understand this. You've got to get ready this morning. You're about to go through a door. You're about to go through an open door. And guess what? You're not stepping in through this door broke, busted, or disgusted. You're not going through this door wounded, traumatized, or filled with toxic. You're not doing that. Why? Jesus already dealt with all that. He already broke you free from all that. He already set you free from all that. As a result, you're walking through an open door as a holy worshiper of God. Oh, is anybody getting this this morning? I said, is anybody getting this this morning? I want you to know, oh my God. Oh, I feel the anointing of God just moving in. What does that mean for us today? It means this. If you are both holy and you are worshiper, 2023 will be the year of both blessings and favor. I said 2023 will be the year of both blessing and favor. The same God that blessed John's father, Zechariah, will bless you. The same God that favored Jesus' mother will favor you. Blessings and favor are coming your way. I said blessings and favor are coming your way. Somebody ought to shout right now, I believe it. It's for me. I believe it. It's for me. Uh, if you believe that, praise like you believe it. If you believe that, worship like you believe it. If you believe that, shout like you believe it. Blessings and favor are coming my way in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, blessings and favor are coming my way. Oh my God, my God, my God. I want you to understand that you are here because God is doing something in you until upon you, upon your children, upon your children's children, blessings and favor. Upon your marriage, blessings and favor. Upon your family, blessings and favor. Upon your health, blessings and favor. Upon your mind, blessings and favor. Upon your business, blessings and favor upon your finances blessings and favor upon your calling and your ministry blessings and favor 2023 blessings and favor blessings and favor I've got to finish I want you to understand blessings and favor are coming your way. It's not devils or demons, but blessings and favor. It's not drama and depression, but blessings and favor. It's not poverty and problems, but blessings and favor. It's not fear and failure. No, it's blessings and favor. But here it goes. I got to finish. I got I to land this plane here right now. What do we need to do to obtain the blessings and the favor? Here it goes. Do not fear the next. Do not fear the next. Verse 12 says, Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw the angel. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son and you will name him John. 
confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Both of these individuals experienced fear. Both of these individuals heard from heaven, do not be afraid. Listen, sometimes the next can be scary. Sometimes the next can be scary and it prompts us to be shaken and to shake and be overwhelmed and experience confusion. In a sense, we get disturbed. But the Word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, it says the same thing. Do not be afraid. Fear not. Do not be afraid. You might be wondering here this morning, say, Pastor, you're telling me to go through the door, but what if? Do not fear. But what will people say? Do not fear. But what about the money? Do not be afraid. But am I ready? Do not fear. Fear not. What if the, what if the people around me are ready? Do not fear. Why? Because you're in the right place. And you've set yourself up for a word to be delivered to you. And here's the word, Isaiah 41.10 says this, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 1.7 For I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Deuteronomy 31.6 Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you and he will not forsake you. You're about to see things turn around in your life. God is speaking and depositing the word in you today. All you've, all you've dealt with with his anxiety and fear and drama and depression and failure and all this mess. God's about to turn that around. You're not only going to get the blessing, you're getting the favor of God upon your life. God is saying to you today, I'm not only going to answer your prayer and bless you, I'm about to favor you. Even those things that you have not asked for, I'm about to drop them over you, into you, upon you, and they're going to blow your mind. They're going to be greater than you ever imagined. Is anybody ready for blessing and favor of God. If that's you, I want you to stand. As a matter of fact, I want you to run to this altar right now. Your blessing and your favor for you and your family are waiting for you. I want you to get out of your seat. I want you to come right now. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to let nobody take my blessing. 
and my favor is mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I'm tired of going through the fear and the pain. I'm tired of the drama. I'm tired of all the failure. I'm ready for my blessing. I'm ready for my favor. Come on.